today on a middle-aged woman's menopausal journey. We're going to be talking about anxiety. My recent struggles with it. I have two articles that I want to share with you about two women in our age group that have lost their cool in public. One went to jail here in Texas. The other one is Miss Lori Lightfoot. She had gotten into an argument with an alderman at a council meeting, I believe, city council meeting or something like that. I'll play the tape of that one. And I'll read the article about the lady who was arrested here in Texas. And I also want to talk a little bit about Jada Pinkett Smith. A lot of people are talking about her being disrespectful to Will Smith. But the more I think about it, I believe that a lot of her behavior has something to do with menopause too. Stay tuned. We're going to get deeper into it, ladies. Thank you for joining me today. What is the link between menopause and anxiety? Medically reviewed by Deborah Rose Wilson, PhD, MSN, RN, IBCLC, AHN, BCCHT. Written by David Railton on May 21st, 2017. Oh, this lady has some impressive credentials. Hormone changes, life stresses, sleep problems, worries about body image, infertility, and aging are all factors linked to menopause that can contribute to mood swings, stress, anxiety, and a decreased sense of well-being in women. Perimenopause is the phase before the final menstrual period during which the body undergoes many physical changes. These changes in the body lead to the factors mentioned above that can lead to anxiety. Menopause occurs when periods have ended for 12 months. Symptoms of perimenopause may continue in menopause but usually occur less often. Studies report that 23% of women experience symptoms of anxiety during perimenopause and that these symptoms of anxiety are not necessarily linked to depression. It is normal to feel anxious or depressed when perimenopause begins, but frequent severe feelings of anxiety or panic attacks are not typical symptoms of menopause. Some women may feel sad or troubled during menopause because of the changes to the body that occur, such as the loss of fertility. Other women may feel relieved to no longer fear pregnancy. In addition to this, women may undergo many significant life changes during the menopausal years. Their children may leave home and their parents or partner may become unwell related to aging. These factors can all contribute to heightened feelings of anxiety. 
The hormonal changes that happen during menopause can also drive feelings of anxiety. Changes in levels of hormones called estrogen and progesterone in particular can have an impact. These symptoms may go away when perimenopause ends and women enter the postmenopausal period when hormones become balanced. It is not uncommon for women undergoing menopause to receive hormone replacement therapy and other treatments for menopause symptoms. Some women are not good candidates for HRT and should make these decisions with their doctor. If a woman is going through perimenopause and is experiencing high levels of anxiety, she may also be prescribed medication to treat the anxiety. A doctor may also recommend counseling. Women with with moderate to severe anxiety may be prescribed a popular type of antidepressant known as a selective serotonin reputate inhibitor or an SSRI. SSRIs are often effective in improving symptoms of anxiety. According to the North American Menopause Society, however, about half of people who use these medicines experience side effects that affect their sex lives. These side effects can include reduced libido and difficulty maintaining arousal or achieving orgasm. Other types of antidepressants are available for women who experience sexual side effects from SSRIs. These include newer types of antidepressants such as bupropion and duloxetine. Older types of antidepressants such as tricyclic antidepressants and monoamine oxidase inhibitors or MAOs are not linked to sexual dysfunction. However, they may cause other side effects. Decreasing the dose may reduce the side effects for some people who experience sexual dysfunction from taking antidepressants. However, it is important for anyone considering lowering their dose of medicine to consult their doctor first, as stopping medication can have severe consequences. Doctors believe that following a healthful lifestyle both helps with menopause symptoms and reduces panic attacks. Regular, gentle exercise can significantly reduce anxiety. Women who are going through perimenopause should pick their favorite form of exercise and try to make it part of a daily routine. Whether it is walking, running, swimming, or yoga, regular exercise can help to burn off nervous energy and improve symptoms of anxiety. People should try not to drink too much caffeine or alcohol. Caffeine can trigger anxiety and nervousness. Alcohol is a depressant that can also make the underlying causes of anxiety worse. Acupuncture may be effective in reducing anxiety and treating other symptoms of menopause. Getting good quality sleep is important for reducing anxiety. However, women going through menopause often sleep poorly due to night sweats caused by hormone surges. Some people with anxiety find keeping a pre-sleep journal can help improve sleep. In a pre-sleep diary, people write out any nervous thoughts they might have so that their mind can rest easier. There are support groups for women going through menopause and these can be helpful. In a support group, people with the same issues get together to discuss the problems they are facing. Sharing their experiences together can help them to overcome their anxiety. 
If a woman is going through menopause and is experiencing anxiety but does not want to attend a support group, just talking to friends about what she is going through can also be very helpful. Importantly, women should make sure that they take time out for themselves. Certain activities such as gardening, reading, meditating, practicing mindfulness or yoga are all good ways to focus on oneself and create feelings of well-being and relaxation. Many women experience panic attacks during the menopause because people that have had panic attacks before are more likely to experience panic attacks during perimenopause. Doctors think that panic attacks are a reaction to rather than a symptom of menopause. Mm-hmm. When someone has a panic attack, they experience intense feelings of anxiety or doom. These feelings may be accompanied by physical symptoms such as heart palpitations, shortness of breath, dizziness, weakness, sweating, nausea, and tingling sensations. Panic attacks most commonly last for 10 to 30 minutes, but they can also recur in a series of episodes that can last for hours. Many people experiencing a panic attack for the first time worry that they are having a heart attack or a nervous breakdown. Panic attacks can be among the most terrifying experiences of a person's life. If someone has panic attacks, they should speak to their doctor. They may either prescribe some medication or refer the person for a mental therapy that may be able to help. Some people find that practicing mindfulness techniques can help prevent panic attacks. In mindfulness, practitioners focus on the thoughts and physical symptoms that accompany a panic attack and learn how to manage them. Irregular breathing can cause panic attacks. For example, trying to breathe in more than your body can let you or breathing too quickly. Learning to control breathing when experiencing high levels of anxiety can help people to control panic attacks. Having someone with you during a panic attack is helpful. This person can reassure you, gently encourage you to slow your breathing down, and stay with you until the attack has passed. As with anxiety more generally, some lifestyle changes are known to help reduce panic attacks. These include eating a healthful, balanced diet with lots of fresh fruit and vegetables, avoiding alcohol, reducing consumption of caffeine, learning self-relaxation techniques, and getting plenty of fresh air so if many of you have been following me along this journey so far I think I mentioned in my last podcast or a couple of podcasts before that that there are a lot of changes going on in my life right now in my personal life I have three adult daughters who are in the process of launching and because I've always been a hands-on mom I am actively involved in that in helping them do that um I'm currently having some cosmetic as well as health work done with me at the moment Uh, I think I mentioned in my previous podcast you know to make sure that you take your medications because that can stop you from you know having procedures done and in-office surgeries and whatnot if you're not 
um, taking your medications properly. Um, all these things were expected, but I had a recently unexpected event happen in my life. A very good one. Very good, but it was unexpected. And I was surprised and I was taken aback and caught off guard with this because like I said it this opportunity literally came out of nowhere wasn't thinking about it didn't see it coming nothing and my anxiety went into overdrive now I've always suffered with anxiety and depression I've always had those issues in the past but I've managed to power through and do whatever I had to do to get it done. If I had to go to therapy, I went to therapy. If I had to take medication, I had to take medication. If I had to follow the steps that um, were taught to me in order to help me deal with that anxiety and whatnot, I did that. But because of all these changes going on in my life right now, that unexpected turn of events, that opportunity being um, presented to me, totally unexpected, wonderful opportunity, grateful for it but it was unexpected. And then all these things I'm going through with my menopause, it was just a lot. And I felt like I was on a continual panic attack for at least about one or two, at least about a week or so, about a week and a half. It was rough. Um, I sat down and took some time I had to sit down. I had to sit down and take some time to process my feelings and why I was so anxious and why this was so hard for me to accept and appreciate and deal with. I mean, my mind was going in places that it shouldn't have gone. It was crazy. You know, like I said, I really felt like I was having a week and a half long panic attack. Especially because, you know, I'm a believer, you know. And the Bible tells us to be anxious for nothing but by everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Make your requests known unto God and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You know, that's in Philippians. I've memorized that scripture. I do not have a Bible sitting in front of me. That's one of the scriptures that I've memorized. And I've had to memorize that because I suffer with anxiety so much. So imagine my, what's the word I'm looking for? Shame. I've, I felt shame, feeling anxious about a very good opportunity being presented to me. I felt a lot of shame and I felt a lot of guilt about this anxiety that I was feeling. Ladies, I want you to stop feeling guilty about what's going on on the inside of you. You're a human being, okay? If you've been following my podcast from the very beginning... You know that what's going on with you right now, it is normal, it is natural, and most of this is not your fault. We're all living 
and trying to do the best that we can. What I'm trying to do is educate myself about what's going on with me so that I can try and manage this as best as I can. You know, as I read in the article, some people are not um, good candidates for HRT, and I'm one of those. So I can't go and tell my doctor to give me hormonal replacement therapy to help with this menopause. I'm going to have to learn how to power through this. I'm going to have to learn how to manage what's going on with me. And part of that is just not being so hard on myself and taking the things that I'm learning and trying to apply them to my lives, to my life, to try and help me deal with this. Okay. Um, yeah, getting back to that. It's not your fault. What's going on with you is not all in your head. You're not making this up. This is normal and natural. It's a it can be a horrible thing because you know you, you didn't deserve this. You were just going on about your life, living your best life. You knew that the day was gonna come where you were going to get older and age. But I don't think that the effects of menopause really just hit anybody naturally. It's just something that you just walk in and be like, okay, you know, I'm familiar with this. Let's do this. No, because everybody is different. Every individual is different and the effects of menopause are going to affect them differently. Understand what I'm saying? Some people may not have any issues. Some people may have a lot of issues. Some people may have all the hot flashes and the mood swings and the irritability. Some people might sail through this without having little or no problems at all. Some people might have problems with vaginal dryness and stuff like that. Some people may not have a problem with that. Some people may have a problem with decreased libido. Other people may not have a problem at all. As a matter of fact, some folks sexuality is heightened during this time we're going to get into that a little later with miss jada pinkett smith everyone is different everyone's journey is going to be different i'm just sharing mine because as i learn it is my hope that those of you who have decided to walk with me and join me on my journey you're learning as well okay we're learning together here. We're doing the best that we can. I'm doing the best that I can. But I think I have to convince myself of that more than anything. And I think that's what the problem was. You know, so it's sometimes, you know, when, when I, I'm so hard on myself when I make mistakes and when I mess up. And when I just don't get things right. And it just seems like everything's just going wrong. And a lot of it is how I grew up, Okay. So you have to factor that in as well. You know, no matter how old you get, no matter how independent you become, no matter how much your life is not uh, dependent on what other people will or won't do, you know, no matter how grown you think you are, the way you grew up is still going to affect your life in a lot of ways. And you're either going to be trying to fight not to be like your parents or... You know, you see, you begin. You're going to begin to see the way, see the ways of your parents in you. You're not going to like it, or you will like it, or you will appreciate it. You know, 
but it's going to affect your life in some way, shape, or form. And the way you grew up is still going to affect your life in a lot of ways. So, yeah. I've always been hard on myself. But I'm, I have to learn not to be so hard on myself. I'm not getting younger. I'm getting older. And I am going to have to forgive myself a whole lot more. Because... Things are going to be happening in my body. Things are going to be happening in my life that I'm not going to have any control over. And I think that's what anxiety is, in a sense. Anxiety is freaking out over the things you can't control. In a nutshell. Because you can't control the outcome of anything. So you worry about the possible outcomes of what could happen and it keeps you up at night and you ruminate and you make yourself sick and you look for all types of negatives and you sit there and you try and think about how to prevent these possible negatives from happening should they happen to me and then you sit there and you wonder you know why me why did I get this why wasn't this for somebody else why 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 instead of just living in the moment Being grateful for the opportunities that you have and just enjoying your life. Anxiety is a horrible thing to have. If you've never struggled with anxiety before, you better thank your lucky stars. Because it's not fun. And it's not in our heads. And a lot of times we go through anxiety and we think that this normal because we've dealt with it for so long until you start reading about anxiety and other people's accounts of having anxiety and you then you begin to tell you begin to say to yourself, "You know what? This sounds a lot like me. I didn't know that this was wasn't normal." Okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> I've known that I've had this for a while, but it's though I've had some It's been a while since anxiety has hit me like this because I've been pretty good at managing it, okay? But like I said, with all this stuff going on in my life right now, all these changes, everything happening so fast and a lot of of changes being made fast because of this opportunity that I just received, I just didn't have time to process what was going on with me and that anxiety took a hold of me. It just you know, had me in a tailspin. So I sat down and I really took time to journal. I love to do that. When I'm ruminating, when I can't get my mind off of something, when something is just going around and around and around and around in my head and I can't let it go, you understand what I'm saying? I sit down and I write, I journal it because it helps me to process what's going on with me. It helps me to see where my mind is, why I'm thinking the way that I'm thinking and what is wrong. And when I sat down and did that, I felt a whole lot better and I was able to receive and appreciate the opportunity even more. So don't feel bad if you struggle with these things. If you have people in your life who don't understand what you're going through, if it's hard for them to empathize with you simply because they don't know what's going on with you, then you, lady, 
need to help them understand what's going on with you. Don't expect them to read your mind. Don't expect them to figure this out on their own. This is hard on you. Imagine how hard it is on them because they see you struggling and going through things and they don't know why you're struggling and going through these things. And they don't, they're powerless as to be able to help you because they don't know how to help you. But you haven't equipped them with the tools that they need to be able to help you. Okay? I don't have a lot, I don't have a support system outside of my family. But I have a very strong family support system. I have a husband who loves me and is very supportive of me. I have a great relationship with all three of my daughters. I love them and support them. They love me and they support me. My mother, my brother, my in-laws, okay? We have a very, you know, good support system. As best as we can, I try to, you know, foster those relationships as best as I can. Now, I'm not saying I've always been the best family member, okay? None of us are. We all have our quirks and we all have our flaws and things like that. But for the most part, they're not ready to kick me out of a cookout, okay? <laughs> but all jokes aside, you know, we I have a very strong family support system. And I think it's because I talk about what's going on with me all the time. They know what's going on with me. They can see it. They know what's going on. I'm not shy about talking about, you know, what's going on with me right now. And you need to be more like that. Don't be ashamed of what's going on with you. You're getting older. Everybody gets older. You're not getting younger. What's going to make it hard for you is to deny that what's going on with you is going on with you and you're trying to run away from time. It's going to catch up with you eventually. You might as well walk through it gracefully. It'll be a lot easier for you and you won't do as much damage to your relationships when you do that. Okay? Because you're really trying to foster those relationships while you're going through this period in your life. A lot of people have trouble for these two things. They're trying to deny that what's going on with them is going on with them. And they did not do a very good job of fostering their relationships. Because you're going to need those people when you get older. Now, as for those of you who are single and going through this, or for those of you who have what I'd like to say are dysfunctional family systems or you don't have a strong support system or you're a single mother going through this. I can imagine how hard this can be for you. I watched my mom go through her menopausal period with little to no support and it was very difficult for her. Okay? I, The only thing that I can just suggest to you is to try and find some sort of support system. If you have access to therapy, I suggest that you would take advantage of that. Therapy or counseling sessions or whatever it is that you need to have. Seek out information. If you can't afford therapy or counseling, again, I have made references to many resources online, many support groups online. Get in there, ladies, 
and begin to interact and and share your experiences and 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 take advantage of the experiences being shared by those ladies who are in these groups help you know build yourself a support system you should not be trying to go through this alone it's going to be difficult foster your relationships with your with your children as best as you can if you have you know relationships like boyfriends or baby daddies or whatever the case may be you know i know that can be difficult if that's not an ideal relationship but don't be afraid to be vulnerable and say hey you know i'm i'm just i'm just really having a tough time right now if you can understand you'd be surprised okay you'd be surprised you'd be surprised i had a i have an example of that yesterday um i went um to go and get something to eat and um yesterday and the cashier was new okay so you know you have to be patient with that he didn't hear everything that i had wanted on my order so when i had gotten to the window um i passed my food to my daughter who was in the car with me and i asked her to make sure that everything was in the bag the main thing that i had wanted to get and that i needed to 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 have because the work that i'm having done requires that i can't eat what i want to eat right now and in a way it's a good thing um wasn't in there so um i told the 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 the, the lady who was training the new guy i told her that you know the item that i really needed wasn't in there and then she began to get defensive but I explained to her that I wasn't upset at all. If she wanted me to pay for it, I would. It's just that I needed, I came here to get that because that's all that I could eat right now. And it immediately took her from being defensive to being understanding. Now, this is a stranger. I've never seen this lady before in my life. I don't know her. But I was willing to be, you know, vulnerable in that moment. I didn't want her to be upset. It wasn't her fault. But... It was something I needed that. And that's the way you have to be when you're going through menopause and perimenopause. You have to be vulnerable in that way. And it's scary. You are talking to the wall building queen, the defense building queen, okay? You're talking to queen for hood when it comes to protecting my vulnerability. But again... I'm getting older and that's going to become harder to do and it's it it gets tougher to fight the older you get especially if you're in a position where your responsibilities are increasing you know my responsibilities should be decreasing my responsibilities are increasing I am super busy right now it's crazy I'm grateful for that but I want to be able to maintain that, okay? I don't want to lose because, you know, people are expecting me to win. And I intend to do that. <laughs> I intend to give it all that I've got. Because I appreciate being needed in that way at my age. Okay, I have, I'm, I'm. 40, I'm going to be 47 years old this year. I have a crown of gray hair, 
which I'm going to get colored pretty soon. Um, you know, I'm not as, you know, I'm not as young as I used to be. I don't have the energy that I used to have, but I have a lot of wisdom to be able to share. I'm a whole lot more patient than I used to be, a whole lot more understanding than I used to be. Look, I'm not perfect. I still have a lot of work to do. I'm still in the process of working through some things because there are some bad habits that I have that I need to stop. There are some, you know, there, there are some character flaws that I have that I need to work on. And I'm in the process of working on those things. But for someone to be willing to take that chance and trust me, that means a lot to me. And I don't want to lose that opportunity. I'm grateful for that. Grateful for that. So, yeah, don't beat up, beat yourself up. We're all out here doing the best that we can. Just try to do the best you can. That's all you can do. Don't be so hard on yourself. Okay? The only time that any of this will be an issue is, as I've mentioned before in previous podcasts, if you have no intent on managing your symptoms and you're using it as a weapon and as an excuse to just be a horrible person, that's the only time you'll have a problem. But if you're really and truly not doing that, you're not being witchy about this, you're just being human, and you're trying to manage the best way you can, you'll find grace. But grace starts with you. You have to give yourself grace as well. That's something that I'm trying to learn how to do. Is be gracious to myself and not be so hard on myself all the time. So, I'm taking my medication, trying to get as much sleep as I can get, trying to educate myself at the best of my ability, trying to get as much sleep as I can get, you know, and just letting my loved ones know every day how much I love and appreciate them. And I try to be there for them as much as I can. Yeah, I mentioned taking my medication for my for, for the anxiety that, that, that they gave me because I told them I was having some issues. Take your medicine, ladies. Don't not do that. And if you've learned how to manage symptoms in therapy, if you have if you've received some tools on how to do that, practice those things. So that these attacks won't be so severe. Because we're living in an uncertain time. We're living in an uncertain world. And everything is changing. And life is going to come at you fast. Sometimes so fast, you're not going to have time to process it all. But if you put everything that you're learning in practice on a daily basis, it'll be quicker for you to bounce back. To make that turn around that you need to make and get back in the game of life. Woman arrested after crashing into liquor store, pedestrian, parked vehicles, Irving Police. A woman was arrested Friday night after she drove into a liquor store and hit a pedestrian while trying to hit someone else 
with her vehicle, Irving police say. Officers were dispatched at about 8 p.m. to the liquor depot in the 3500 block of North Belt Line Road on a hit-and-run call. Police said Annie Williams, 58, had been in a domestic disturbance with a male and tried to hit him with her car and in doing so drove into the store. She backed up to try to hit him again but instead hit a pedestrian and four parked vehicles, police said. Williams fled the scene and was later located by a patrol sergeant who attempted a traffic stop. She led police on a short pursuit to North Story and Rochelle Roads where she was taken into custody, police said. The pedestrian who was hit had a broken ankle and took herself to a local hospital. The male left the scene and has not been located, police said. Police said the liquor store had about $25,000 in damages. You heard me right, ladies. $25,000 in damages. Williams was booked into the Irving Jail and faces charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, evading arrest, DWI, and criminal mischief, according to jail records. Her bail has not been set. I don't feel bad for standing up for myself. I feel bad that Chicago and young people around the country had to see two black women get into it this way. An ugly confrontation at City Hall. An older woman says the mayor lashed out at her in an angry face-off. The fight at City Hall caused the meeting to be cut short with highly debated issues still on the table. Natalie Bonke joins us now with those developments. Natalie. Corey and Don, the council was expected to vote today on the renaming of Lakeshore Drive, but that was blown out of the water when a handful of council members disagreed with the mayor. Madam President, we cannot adjourn this meeting because of... According to our rules of order, according to our rules and regulations, there were several Rule 41s that were posted that have to be addressed at this meeting. Standing up and yelling without seeking recognition is not something that's appropriate. We are going to, we're going to, we're going to Alderman Harris. And unraveling at City Hall after the mayor lost support for her pick for the city's chief legal officer. Then the mayor called Alderwoman Jeanette Taylor, who was opposed to the back of the council chamber. I'm like, lower your voice and get your finger out of my face. And so she did get her finger out. You see me doing this. And so I'm holding my skirt. I'm saying, get your finger down. She got her finger out of my face, but she kept screaming at me. Older woman Taylor says the disagreement was not over the mayor's pick, but rather the city's position on moving to dismiss a lawsuit by a woman whose home was wrongfully raided by Chicago police in 2019. The mistake was caught on tape. After the council meeting, the mayor released a statement saying in part, today a small group of aldermen brazenly created a spectacle and did a disservice to their constituents. As a result of their cynical actions, the city council failed to pass protections and relief for our hotel workers. When asked if the mayor is losing control of the council and respect from aldermen, Taylor said this. Every since COVID, you don't want to work with people. You pick and choose who you work with. This is not how the city, we're never going to get anywhere if we all don't work together. By the way, the vote on renaming Lakeshore Drive was pushed to Friday afternoon. Dawn? All right, Natalie, thank you.
Jada Pinkett Smith is in the news again. Apparently, there was some conversation being recorded by um, probably on a podcast or a talk show or something like that where one of the rappers from the 90s had mentioned that Jada Pinkett Smith warned Tupac not to confront Will Smith while she and Will were dating, which made Tupac upset. Naturally, you know, Twitterverse and everybody else, social media jumped on the bandwagon and made all types of stories up and all kind of rumors and bets are being waged as to who would have won a fight if Tupac and Will Smith would have gotten into a fight over Jada and whatnot. And of course, many of you remember the situationship she had gotten herself in last year, a couple of years ago with um, August Alsina. She had an affair with a very young man, okay? Many people are divided on how they feel about Jada Pinkett Smith and what's going on between her and Will Smith. Some people believe that Jada Pinkett Smith is being very disrespectful towards her husband. Other people believe that, you know, Jada Pinkett has always lived, you know, pretty much the way that she wanted to live. It's no secret that she and Will have an open marriage. Uh, You know, live your best life, girlfriend. Do you YOLO, okay? But I'm looking at this recent and lately perpetual series of events dealing with Miss Jada Pinkett Smith. Jada is 49 years old. Okay? So she's in this age group. Uh, We hear a lot about men of a certain age going through a midlife crisis, but it's not uncommon for women to have these issues as well during menopause. If you go back um, in some of my previous podcasts, I read an article about a man whose marriage dissolved because his wife had an affair while she, while, while she was going through menopause. Menopause became extremely difficult for her and she had an affair on her husband during this time. And they could not return back from that, so they decided to divorce. It's not uncommon. And I was thinking about that. Now, it's very easy to be critical of celebrities, but we have to remember that celebrities are human beings as well. They're just extremely popular, extremely beautiful people, okay? And they get paid to be popular and pretty, but they're human beings just like everybody else. Life does not discriminate, okay? doesn't matter how pretty you are. It doesn't matter how, how successful you are. It does not matter how much money you have or influence you have over the culture or over the public, how much fame you have, how many Twitter followers you have, how many platforms you have. Life is going to go on. And you're going to experience these things just like everybody else is experiencing these things. And you're either going to age gracefully or you're going to struggle. 
And what I'm seeing is someone who is struggling with getting older because the foundations that needed to be laid in preparation for that day coming have not been laid properly. If they aren't if they weren't laid properly, this time of your life, middle age is going to be very difficult for you to handle. I'm not going to say anything horrible about Miss Jada Pinkett Smith because for one I'm not in her position, nowhere near. She's an extremely attractive woman. Okay? And she's a woman. She's a black woman. She's a woman in an industry where your relevance and your youth and your beauty is imperative to your to 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 your career. And I can ima- I can only imagine that to be faced with losing that especially if there's some competition because there are some rumors that Mr. Will Smith he has his own little side piece around here somewhere and I I looked up a picture of this young lady like I said I'm not going to mention any names you know Jada Smith Jada Pinkus with August August Alcina we probably would have known about that unless he would have come out with that interview and started talking about falling in love with Miss Jada Pinkus Smith which is why I personally am someone who strongly advocates against anybody getting into any sort of entanglement or affair with anybody, especially if they're younger than you. Because feelings are going to be caught by somebody. And do you really want to go through that humiliation and embarrassment? I know I wouldn't. It's not worth it. Anyway, Getting back to what I was saying, um, he supposedly has a relationship. This young lady, whoever he's allegedly involved with, she remains very quiet. If you don't see anyone mentioning her anywhere in the gossip circles, you don't know who she is. And I'm wondering if that the reason for Jada's behavior towards her husband is because of this relationship that he is having with this young lady. Okay, because, you know, Jada's fling was just that. It was a fling. Uh, Many people in the entertainment industry are saying that this relationship that Will has had is having allegedly has lasted for a very long time her family faces a lot of scrutiny the way that her kids were raised the way that they grew up the lifestyles that they're living the lives that they've chose and miss jada pinkett smith doesn't do herself any favors by always putting them out there out front for the world to see Many eyes on you can be extremely stressful because everyone has a has an opinion. Everyone has a comment to make. Everybody has, you know, 
something to say. And everybody's not going to have good things to say about you. And for me, for her to put herself out there like this and put her family out there like this and and, and for her business, business to be exposed like this, it seems to be a cry for attention and a cry for help. In my opinion, a cry for attention from her husband who for all intents and purposes, seems to be totally unbothered by Jada Pinkett Smith and her behavior. Now, people can try and make stuff up. They can try to make it seem as if this stuff is bothering Will Smith. I do not see this man being one bit bothered by Jada and her antics. I did not watch the Red Table Talk video. I don't watch Red Table Talk. I only saw clips of that interview between herself and her husband. He agreed to go on the show for whatever reason. He's been on that show twice. I think I've watched a lot of that first episode when he was talking to Jada. I could sense what was going on between those two and what he said. I remember those words he said about his not being responsible for someone else's happiness. That person has to be happy on their own and then they bring happiness to the relationship. I remember that like it was yesterday. Which already gave me an idea of how this man thinks about this relationship. For some reason, he's not letting this lady go. I think this woman, Jada Pinkett Smith is doing everything that she can to try and get out of this marriage. And he's not letting her go. There's a lot going on in that relationship that we don't know. So it's best for us to mind our business because some things just aren't meant for us to know. And to be totally honest with you, I wouldn't want to know all the intimate details about what's going on in that relationship from what I'm seeing from here, which in my opinion is too much. But I think that a lot of what she's going through has a lot to do with where she is in her life right now. She's getting older. Uh, other than her red table talk and her, um, that she's had a couple of shows on television. She's had appearances here and there. She's still making the money, but she's not in demand as she used to be, which is totally normal for someone her age. It's going to happen to all of us. Okay. Uh, this situation going on between her and her husband, the humiliation of what happened between her and August and August Alcina, her children, and the things that they say and the things that they do, and that being a reflection on her as a parent, for better or for worse, she's going through a lot right now. Okay. And it would behoove Miss Jada Pinkett Smith to pull away from the spotlight and the limelight and take time out to take care of herself. That's what I think she should do. 
but I believe that what's going on is a direct correlation to the period she is in her life right now. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know how she's dealing with it. I don't know if she's even admitted to herself that this is what's happening with her. And to be totally honest with you, I wouldn't know how she would take that knowledge and use it if you if 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 you can catch my drift would she use it to acknowledge it accept it and work through it and you know walk through it or would she take it and use it as an excuse something to think about but anyway those are my thoughts on um, Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith I don't know this lady personally <laughs> I don't know these people they're, they're, they're just put in front of us every chance that the media gets you know, we, we know more about these people's lives than we should but you know it's my hope that Maybe she would sit down and take inventory of what's going on with her. Begin to take a look at it, acknowledge that, hey, maybe, just maybe, this is what's going on with me and this is why my life is going the way that it's going and I need to make some changes. Today's sources came from medicalnewstoday.com. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, and 5, NBC DFW, and that's at NBCDFW.com. Everything else, all other opinions and statements made were my own. Next week on a middle-aged woman's menopausal journey, we're going to be talking about tingling sensation in the extremities. Thank you so much for joining me this week on my menopausal journey. I hope that this was a very informative, very helpful podcast. For those of you who have become um, journey followers, dedicated journey followers, Thank you so much. (laughs) Um, And thank you for being patient with me as I try to upload these. Like I said, a lot of great things going on in my life. But as I promised, I am going to get through all 34 of these symptoms of menopause. Um, If tingling sensation in the extremities is going to be short, I may go ahead and add number 19, which is sleeping difficulties as well. Because number 20 is going to be difficulties in concentration. I want to spend a little bit of time on that. That was a shock to me as well. Sometimes it feels like amnesia or early onset Alzheimer's and it's not. You know, it's just your hormones messing with you. So again, thank you so much for joining me on my journey. Be blessed. Have a good week. I'll see you next time.